The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss finding the right resources for your business. Joining us is Natalie Furness, who is the Managing Director of NIAM, which is an agency on a mission to give businesses more time to make their impact by building world-class automated customer experiences for sales and marketing. By harnessing the latest technology innovations and the best creative minds, NIAM builds online experiences that close more high-value deals and build better brand loyalty. And today, Natalie and I are going to discuss whether fractional CMO relationships actually work. All right, on with my conversation with Natalie Furness, the Managing Director of NIAM. Natalie, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Hi, Benjamin. Lovely to be here. Excited to have you as our guest. Excited to talk a little bit about finding the right resources. You work in an interesting field. Not only do you do some fractional CMO work, you do agency work as well. And then you also do marketing automation. So it's this blend of like finding the leadership, finding the operators, and then also finding the technologies to solve marketing problems. And we're going to talk about all three of those things over the next couple of days. I want to start off at the top by talking about how fractional CMO relationships work. I have run a marketing consultant. I kind of stepped away from it doing this podcast because it takes up all of my time. But back in the day, I sort of shied away from calling myself a fractional CMO and focused more on helping people figure out sort of discrete things they need to work on in their marketing, marketing strategy, brand development. Talk to me about what a fractional CMO does. It's a really interesting thing because I, like you, was very similar in focusing around the projects, like focusing on like, where do these companies need help and how can we put a project together to help them with that? And that's where I started. But more and more, I spoke to organizations and they were kind of really focused on this hybrid model. They called it, they're like, yeah, yeah, we want you to do this positioning piece. or We want you to do this strategy piece, but we want you to feel like part of the team. We want you to actually be there, work with our team, get our team aligned and kind of lead on that front. So as well as we don't want you to function as an agency, we want you to function as part of our team. And I think rather than me calling myself a fractional CMO, it's actually more what the companies that I worked for started calling me. So they branded me a fractional CMO. And then I realized that that resonated with 
other clients and other customers and other organizations. So I let them choose my position for me. And it's actually worked out really well from that sense. I think there's a lot of organizations that want the skills and the abilities of an experienced CMO, but they can't necessarily afford that skill set full time, especially when they're in that kind of growth stage. So they bring someone in like myself to work on specific projects based on the stage that their business is in, but also become part of the team. And it's working really well. There's a couple of different parts of that relationship that I want to dig into. The first is when you're a CMO, you have a specific set of responsibilities. You're very clearly not an operator. You are not running the Facebook campaigns. You are not designing the marketing automation triggers. You're saying that those things need to be prioritized. How do you define the actual work that a fractional CMO does that is different than what a actual CMO does? I very much tailor my fractional CMO work to the needs of the clients at the time in which I'm working with them. So a lot of the time before I enter relationships with organizations is to understand the infrastructure that they have in place at the minute. So what does their marketing support look like right now? And usually it's a a lot of different freelancers that have lots of different expertise. What does their sales team look like at the minute? And what sort of infrastructure do they have in place in terms of marketing technology? And depending on that, I will define the role that I will be stepping into, which is usually to really focus on the strategy, really focus on the campaigns, really to look at, you know, their whole entire funnel. I tend to focus it around what I call the golden quadrant, which is focusing on their marketing technology, focus on their data analytics, focusing on the strength of their channels and the strength of their content or campaigns. And by going in, I will do a lot of the documentation of what needs to be implemented and then we'll work with the freelancers that they are currently have contracted or will help them find other freelancers to fill in that implementation side. And sometimes we use people that they have in-house already or other times I have my agency side and they actually tap into my network of freelancers, which allow them to access specialist skills sort of attached to me. So fundamentally speaking, your job as a fractional CMO is to come in and do an audit, an evaluation of the overall marketing strategies. I like the quadrant that you laid out, which is something the extent of data, people, processes, technology. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi, who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. 
Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. When you are thinking about people that are having these problems, I'm assuming that most companies that need a fractional CMO are relatively early stage and can't afford or aren't ready to prioritize having a full-time CMO. Talk to me about who are the companies that get the most value out of the fractional CMO relationship. So they tend to be companies who have recently raised funds and they're looking for their first marketing hire. So at first, they might consider someone full-time, but when they look at what they can afford, the person that they can afford full-time is maybe more of a marketing manager level. And then when they realize that that person doesn't necessarily have the strategic expertise, they think about bringing somebody who just comes in on top. So as a coach, as a manager of the manager, somebody to kind of feed into that. And different companies have different requirements in the amount of time they want me in as a fractional CMO. So I typically work anywhere between two to three days a week is usually the kind of standard where I dedicate that time, whether it be like a few half days where I come in and really kind of like drive the team forwards. Kind of more like, I suppose, in a project management way, it's like looking at what the strategy is, what needs to be done, what are the blockers, what are the things that I can help push forwards. And a lot of the time, it is companies that have made a marketing management level, maybe full-time higher, but they need that additional person on top to really, really drive it forwards. That's where I've found the most value in my services. Yeah, essentially, the strategy and the executive decision-making can be outsourced. And most of the time for smaller companies, they have plenty of operators. The operators don't necessarily know which channels to pick, which ones to prioritize. They are in the weeds trying to make sure that those channels function. For the early and budding growth stage companies that are starting to bolster their marketing team and are thinking about fractional CMOs, you mentioned you're working two to three days a week. Talk to me a little bit more about what those relationships look like. Are they retainer-based? Are they hourly? Are you doing these a quarter at a time? Are you doing them annually? Give me the general structure. It can vary so much from person to person, but the people that I've worked with recently, it is a case of going in and looking at what do they need done? As in, what are the outputs? I really try and focus people on the value outputs to try and get, you know, the senior executives' minds focused on like, what do they actually want to achieve before I even step into the organization? And once I know generally what they want to achieve and what sort of budget allocations they have and the strength of some of those assets that we talked about, so like the channels and what CRMs they use and how many customers they have, I can give them kind of a ballpark or an estimation about what we're going to do each month and how many days I think that that would take. And we come to sort of a negotiation agreement based on the resources that they have. And I tend to price around the kind of day rate, but the day rate with the outputs attached to it. 
Because I think a lot of companies, what they worry about is when they just focus on day rate, they're like, okay, that's great. But what are the outputs that we're going to get for that day rate? So I try and focus on both. I understand that there's a decision to be made of whether it is here are the milestones we're trying to accomplish and I'm going to work, you know, until then, or whether it's a daily rate saying we're not exactly sure what we're going to do, just come in and start doing stuff. How much time do you think it takes to make a fractional CMO relationship worthwhile? Is this something where an early stage company can hire a fractional CMO and say, hey, come in for two days a week, but you're going to be here for a month? And I guess that would be eight total days of time spread over a month where the operators are executing the plan, but you're there for a little while. Does it take a quarter? Or do you have relationships that last years? Talk to me about how long it takes to make a fractional CMO relationship work. I've never had a fractional CMO relationship that's lasted less than three to four months. So that's the minimum that I have ever worked on a project because usually to achieve the goals that they're setting out to achieve, based on where they are right now, the plan will already be three to four months minimum. Then we would usually do a review at that sort of quarter point and carry on going. I think six months to nine months is sort of like where I've generally kept things at the minute because we usually by that time we've grown so much and then they've grown their revenue and then potentially they want to actually scale up to have full-time or senior staff in as well. So I'm sort of going, get stuff rolling, stay in the function and then actually help replace myself by helping them find other people that are of my experience level that maybe could step in at full time or potentially I've trained up there if they have a very, very good marketing manager, I have shared enough knowledge at that point that they are kind of happy to see how they get on with the strategies that we've put in place. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to do the math in my head here and I'm not asking you specifically for your rates, but I'm guessing, okay, a CMO at a growth stage company to use round numbers is probably getting paid. If you're in a major tech market, San Francisco, New York, LA, London, $200,000 USD annually for a full-time role. I'm guessing probably 150 to 250 is the range. So if you're looking at a fractional CMO who's working two and a half days a week, which is half a week, my guess is those relationships are the equivalent value of $100,000 a year. You're only having the person there for six months to nine months. So you're looking at fifty dollars to $75,000 to have an executive strategist come in and manage your team as opposed to paying them $200,000 to be there full time. Am I in the ballpark? Am I thinking about the value exchange here correctly? I think you're pretty standard and sort of like where your thinking is. I think it's worth bearing in mind that different places, so depending on where the country in which the startup is based, depending on how fast they're growing, depending on the funding that they have, will depend on what they can afford too. And I think when you're working as a contractor, there's always that like negotiation point as well. You know, you will talk about what they can afford and what I want to charge. And, and there are companies in which approach me and we have a discussion and they don't have the budget to afford a CMO, fractional CMO level. Yeah. And I'm using round numbers to make the math easy because, you know, yeah. my P marketing brain doesn't quite do complex math right now. You know, and I think of the stages where the value of a head of marketing at, let's call it an A round funded startup, the range is probably seventy five to $150,000. 
that's an early stage startup that's got some product market fit and one that's in a growth stage that's called the B round funding is probably 150 to $250,000. And then there's the dance of like how much salary and equity and blah, 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 all the other stuff that goes into it. Easy math for me is thinking about those ranges. So that puts the fractional CMO at a fraction of that cost. Now, if I'm sitting here saying, all right, I've raised $5 million, I've got product market fit, I'm in my B round of funding, we're thinking about growth, we're thinking about expansion, do I go hire a fractional CMO for $75,000 this year and then two marketing operators for $100,000? Now I'm spending less than $200,000 annually on my marketing team. Or do I just go get a kick-ass CMO who's going to figure out how to do some things for two hundred grand? Help me think about why fractional CMO as opposed to just an unfractured CMO. So when you look at it from that point of view, you can get a kick-ass CMO who's worked at some of the biggest high-growth companies, but they're still going to need resources to implement the operation side. One person cannot build the strategy and implement the strategy and do all the data analysis and do the SEO and write the content, like all of those things. So I think the benefit of having a fractional CMO is that you have the strategy element, but you also have the operators and the people who can implement those strategies all for the same price as one CMO who may not be an operator. Natalie, it's a perfect answer. I don't think I could add anything more. To me, that is the key distinction you need to make when you're thinking about who do you hire at your startup, at your growth company? How much executive leadership do you really need? Because that is your most expensive headcount as a marketer. And if you can get away with slimming that down, you might be able to get another operator. You might be able to get horsepower for the team to make sure that things are happening. Natalie, thanks for being my guest. We're going to bring you back tomorrow and talk about some more marketing practices and finding resources. So that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Natalie Furness, the Managing Director of NIAM, for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Natalie and I are going to talk about marketing B2B to C marketplaces. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Natalie, you can click on the link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Natalie underscore Fern. That's N-A-T-A-L-I-E underscore F-U-R-N. Or you could visit her company's website, which is Niam Marketing, N-I-A-M Marketing.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, just head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly my handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy.
Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.